You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on Podcasts, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network. That has a whole list of other Bat-related shows that all like to talk about other nerdy subjects that all of us, including Peter Vera, love to frolic about in our free time. Pete is the biggest frolicker of them all. Don't let him tell you any different. The Batman Book Club is also on Patreon. If you like what's going on with the show and you want to help support the show and keep those generators running in the way manner steady, just go to patreon.com slash thebatmanbc and join uh, very generous people, past, present, future, that are helping support the show. And again, another shout out to uh, the latest patron, Mark Magaha. Much appreciated, sir, that uh, you are helping support this show. Everything goes back into it, helps it keep up and running. Much appreciated. Now, thank you, though, for listening to episode 185, Penguin Triumphant. This is not the Penguin Book Club. It's still the Batman Book Club. We got a little wah, 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 coming in here. If, if you feel a, a cold chill, it's because we are um, we're in the Iceberg Lounge for this episode. Uh, and I'm not alone. Uh, joining me is a very familiar voice you've heard on this show many times. His work is blasted all over t-shirts, onesies, beanies, everywhere of the Batman Book Club logo. He's the artist formerly known as Jay Rocca. It's one Sir Justin Kowalski. Oh, Kowalski. Oh, yeah. Man, I was frolicking with Pete Vera last yeah. night, man. Awesome. Frolicking all through Batman 89. It was great. We, As much as he wants to deny it, we have all seen, especially City of New York, have seen Pete frolic. The video screen documented. at Yankee Stadium is yeah. there. He frolics. He can't deny it. He keeps trying to. And he's like, I'm going to talk to Justin. I'm not, I don't frolic. I don't know how Justin is going to come to your defense. He's seen the video, too. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, but I hear him. But, um, you know, I think I think just he he appreciates a more manly, you know, oh. verb, you know. Yeah. What's he got against frolic? You look up the definition of frolic, and it is what all of us are doing all the time because we're happy people. We're just we're anyways, happy, happy yeah. to have you uh, back. Right, Always I'm enjoy back. having you on here talking. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I'm bummed this wasn't episode 182, so I could put some some funny Blink 182 <laughs> references. Did it, like, did Garrett and I get a little carried away with that? I feel I like, thought it was on. funny, and I was I like, "Oh, you was... guys should have said this." <laughs> I was I was just like thinking through, like, oh, I should have asked, "Was that all over the top?" can never tell you yeah know? <laughs> I, I i just thought like oh i would i would have called you a dump weed or something yeah <laughs> just um... like some random like <laughs> be like man uh, that was... overboard <laughs> i had no idea bravo um yeah i had no idea and he came out the gate with that and i was like wow this lined up pretty well garrett yeah. pretty well so then all of a sudden in my head is just trying to think of all these <laughs> all the all the titles and of course when you're on you know um under pressure, you you blank. 
not blank. Yeah. You blank. Uh, you blink. But yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> hey. hey, but hey, if you want to throw yeah. some references in here, sure. Why not? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if, if they even fit. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. No stress. All right. We'll just <laughs> no stress. We'll do, one, we'll do it one more time. But. Thank you. Yeah. Miss you. Um, mine didn't make any sense. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's hop in now, Justin. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the book that you're here for today. Let's talk a little yes. Penguin Triumphant. Now, this beast right here. The beast. Written by John Ostrander. Yes. With art from Joe Staten. I believe is how it's pronounced. Staten. Uh, I've always called it Staten. 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 Yeah, but I could be wrong. BBC rules. Joe S. Good old Joe S. Uh, with colors by Laverna Kinzierski. I apologize. Might have to go with uh wait, Laverne. Oh man, mm-hmm. LK. Good old LK. Uh yeah. the book was released in 1992, obviously in a physical form, almost like a little prestige format. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available now digitally. It is on DC Universe Infinite. The book is collected actually in the trade paperback collection batman arkham penguin oh and that trade paperback collection is available on my favorite app of all time hoopla hoopla what else is in that collection oh our man norm brayfogle nice he's in there um batman hey hold on let's see here let me find out oh is it the penguin affair no it's snow and ice parts one and two Ode okay. to a Penguin. So Detective Comics 610, Detective oh, Comics wow. 611, in which maybe off the top of their head, people won't uh, know that one. But it's the Batman's, I mean, great Brave Fogel cover, Batman standing there in the graveyard. And he's like, his head's a little in silhouette, but he's looking at like a tombstone that's got the penguin. And then that's part one. And part two is like the up close of Penguin and his monocle. And he's got his little cigarette holder sticking out of his yeah. Out of his mouth, those two covers, like I'm sure anybody listening would know those covers. Yeah. Um, and then there's let's see, that's right around Penguin Affair time, though. That's why I was, like, yeah. Uh, the Penguin Returns parts one and two, uh, writer Doug Mensch, penciler Kelly Jones, mm. our boy Kelly Jones, and then Night of the Penguin, Detective Comics 824, Paul Dini, um, Don Kramer on pencils. And then Joker's Asylum, Penguin Number One, He Who Laughs Last, which mm-hmm. that one I uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by Jason Pearson. That one's a little fuzzy to me. But then obviously the I think the uh, debut of Penguin is in that one as well. So I mean it's a pretty good collection. I think those Arkham nice. collections are pretty good for each That's villain. Cool. I never picked them up, and I think they're a little harder to find now. Um, yeah. a little more expensive, but they're all available digitally and on Hoopla. So, uh, nice. Justin Kowalski, yeah. which version of this did you read for this I... episode? Man, I read my original copy, bro. Press here. I'm showing it to him right here. Shiny lettering on it. Shiny. I bought this the day I saw Batman Returns. Hey. I left the theater and at the at the where I saw the movie back then. Mm-hmm. Remember, I've got some years on you, bro. And so mm-hmm. I watched this movie. Immediately went to the comic book store at the time, mm-hmm. Comic Castle, and I bought this. And I bought the Catwoman Defiant. Yeah. <laughs> Just same, same like, uh, you know, version like a prestige and the Batman Returns uh, adaption. Nice. So, yeah. Which so I you, bought those me, three. and one Sir Ryan Haas covered uh, 
Oh, oh man, 2022. I was going to say last year, but now we're 2024. Yeah, yeah. So we did in, in June, so look that one up. Anyways, carry on. Yeah, yeah so I dropped a good you know, $15, probably 16 <laughs> on those three books three at a young age. Comments. Like, wiped me out. Books. But yeah, I, I bought it. And um, yeah, I love, yeah, it was, just, I was all hyped up, man. Let's, let's go. You know, um, it's funny and like how you, sometimes you get motivated just to buy, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to jump mm-hmm. in on these cash-ins. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, I was like the story. It was, it was fun for me, man. Um, And it was fun to revisit. I don't think I've read it in a long, long time. And so. Oh, well- yeah, we'll get there. So I actually yeah. wanted to say really quick while you said Catwoman Defiant. So one, DC's marketing scheme totally worked. Yeah. Because they released Penguin Triumphant and Catwoman Defiant and the adaptation all at the same time, you know, yeah. to coincide with the Batman Returns release. So look at that right here. It worked. They should continue yep. to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the covers, Brian Stelfreeze. Yeah. Yeah. So not only so I was too young for returns, but when Batman Forever came out, they did the same thing with mm-hmm. a Riddler story and a Two-Face story. And the Riddler story, I adore that Riddler story. I love it. Stelfreeze also did those covers. Yeah. Um and I got those for Christmas that year. I always talk yeah. about how Christmas 1995 was my Batman Christmas and it was gotcha. will never be matched. Um and then again in Batman and Robin, there was Batgirl, Bane, Poison Ivy, and Mr. Freeze books that all came out at that time. And Stealth Freeze did all of those covers. So I just remember yeah. always being wowed by the covers. I love these covers. Yeah. And then um, he moved on to Shadow of the Bat. And then he did Shadow of the Bat. Yeah. 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 Probably right after. Probably right. It was actually right after the, the Penguin Triumph and stuff. Yeah, Stealth Freeze. He's, 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 he's a great artist. Yeah. Uh, so little notes on that. So the version that I read, though, because I had... I even told you because it was a little while ago that, that you'd yeah. said that this was what you wanted. Yeah. And I went and looking through my archives and I couldn't find my physical copy. Mm. And I was really bummed about this and I was starting to sweat it of like, uh oh, I can't find this. I know I have it somewhere. It's just in one of, you know, it's stashed away somewhere. And yeah. then I found it on Hoopla, who would just, you know, I think even texted you of like all oh, yeah. hell Hoopla. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. Checked out that Batman Arkham uh trade on Hoopla and I went digital with this. So we kind of flip flopped nice. a little bit. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised. You go to older books and you, you've got your physicals still yeah. that you like to bust out. Yeah. Um, I, I got most of them like on a shelf still too. Yeah. Like if it's prestige, it's Bat on shelf. a shelf. Yeah. The <laughs> shelf, you know? And so easier than digging through the, the bins. You may have already answered this, but I have to ask it. When yeah. did, do you remember when you first read this? Yeah. That, that day, that day, some, someday in June of 92 June of 92, uh, uh-huh. a young buck read this on the floor of my bedroom i remember i like i remember reading just through it boom 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 read all all of them and just being there was some stuff in there i just remember like oh gosh like laughing because of like the comical side of it but like also mm-hmm. like oh, oh it's a little titillating some of it you know oh <laughs> titillating. Hey, yeah hello, and, hello. <laughs> one part um, in particular yeah yeah and so i just thought like oh this is so risque you know yeah. um but yeah that's that's when i read it man what I, a just, day. I would read anything batman back then though you know you went and saw Returns. Yeah. Immediately went to the comic shop, got three Batman comics, and then went home yeah. and read all three. Like, wow, yeah. what a day. Yeah. I started, actually, I got a Subway sandwich first. <laughs> my sister, awesome. my older sister went with me. And then, um, yeah, got a Subway, st- stood in line for the movie. You, it was probably better, like, in the end, better food 
But if you'd have gone to McDonald's before returns, yeah, you no know, McDonald's though, there was no McDonald's in that but shopping center. I get you. So, all right, yeah, fair enough. Go for subway. Yeah. <clears throat> Eat uh, the the real humdinger of a question here. Um, why Penguin Triumphant? Um, man, Ryan, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I I don't remember. I don't. I don't know why I picked it when we were talking. Um, I think when we were chatting about a book to read, I think mm-hmm. I was going through my, I was just rearranging my um, kind of my hangout spot in my man cave. And maybe I just wanted to spurn Pete a little bit. Like, why hasn't Pete picked this book? Right. Yeah. The penguin fan. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I honestly, I don't remember why I picked this book, but I, I just, when I was going through it, I was like, dude, I had a fun time reading this. And I think it's one of those little gems that if you may have passed over it, um, yeah, you know, through, you know, well, why would I read this penguin? It's a fun story. I, and mm-hmm. I actually, um, I kind of wanted to say this maybe at the end, but I can say it now, I, I think this is a, a marker point for the, for penguin stories. Is this kind of, I think it's a good segue of like the goofy wah, 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 to, mm-hmm. to like maybe platforming him into business. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And so we can get it into does. that as we talk about the store story, but no, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I've like, I don't ever want to make a claim unless it is so regularly reading comic books like to the comic shop almost every week began for me in 2006. So since then, I have a better um, gauge on the, you know, Batman comics at this time from then until now, because I've been so, you know, um, following along with every aspect prior to that, especially early nineties, I can't make a claim of like, well, this is like a standout book because it took penguin from being the trick umbrellas only, mm-hmm. uh, ha ha ha, you know, gag stuff to more, the evolution into what he is now. I don't know yeah. other comics at the time. Granted the brave Fogel, Alan Grant penguin stories that we just mentioned, you know, those, yeah. I don't, those are taken a little bit more serious, but I, I'm a little fuzzy on those right now. Love them. Cause yeah. brave Fogel, the goat. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of like with you of like, I was actually thinking that while reading it this time too, of like there are some characteristics of the penguin in the story that like, maybe they grabbed those. Cause uh, Denny O'Neill was an editor at the time. So maybe mm-hmm. that was like a, they were like, this is the next evolution of penguin. And then yeah. we know the penguin as he, you know, late nineties. And then he's kind of how he's become now, you know, with mm-hmm. the iceberg lounge and all of that. And I think there's a lot of, points here in the story that um you can see now and you could probably trace back to maybe this one like the gradual Mm -hmm. turning of the character into who we know now who i think it i applaud and i'm really glad because penguin wasn't ever really a favorite of mine i knew his gimmicks and stuff um a lot of people credit that like he never got uh you know the story like his killing joke and then that pain and prejudice, a lot of people talk about. Yeah, like that's that, a great one. That's a great standout penguin story. And then this last yeah. one that I already, I always forget the title, just talked about it with Paul Herman mm-hmm. um, recently, but that they did the one bad day. That yeah. one put that one up there with it. Uh, yeah. This one, I'd put like, you know, half a notch behind those two, but like yeah. this one is up there for me. I think this, yeah. this is a great story. Yeah, this, and then this one definitely it, it, it feels like a it's a little more fun. It's a funner mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as like Pain and Prejudice. I mean that books that one's a you know that's, that's an HBO Max show <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> like whereas this one, you know, it, it's it it's just uh, it's a little more um, 
just I would say, even though it came out in 92, it felt like a 1980s comic book, you know. Sure. It's John yeah. Ostrander. Like, I don't know how familiar you are with him, but, you know, he wrote one of the best runs of Suicide Squad. Um, he's done a lot of done a lot of different books like he was in some Hawkman stuff and, and whatever. But um, um, I think he he had a good voice for, you know, that silly side of Penguin, but it was mm-hmm. able to like there was a little bit of pathos to it. Like you could fit some of the I mean, Penguin's always been his story's been he was bullied as a kid, yep. which, you know, causes him to, you know, to to behave in the way he is. But um, yeah, I I I. Reading it was actually kind of fun going back as a grown person reading it because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, OK, I can I, I you appreciate it in a different way, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. But yeah, man. Um, Penguin triumphant. You so. OK, so you just said about it being a little bit more fun. So I even wrote down on my notes that in reading in this and coming across Bruce and Batman, I heard Conway like Conroy's voice. But uh-huh. when Penguin's on, um, I heard Tom Kenny's voice. And Tom oh. Kenny did Penguin from the 2004 The Batman cartoon. Gotcha. L- lighter fare, you yeah. know, um, very always, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of deal as opposed to, and I'm blanking on the name for the animated series, which was a little bit more serious yeah. and not as wacky sort of. Yeah. And so I felt that that was a, to me, I, I got about halfway through it. And I jotted that down because I'm like, that's kind of a, for like just for myself, reflecting on myself, that's an interesting <laughs> um, note that like popped in my head. But that's just like the vibe that I got from it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I think like if you're talking like voices, I I think Penguin's always just been Burgess Meredith in my head. For you, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I do I do appreciate kind of the aristocratic like take the animated series had. Because yeah. that's kind of where I feel like his voice lands now. Like where they, I'm trying to look up. Oh yeah, Paul Williams is the guy. There you go. The Thank voice you. From. Yeah. Um. So he that I actually like that voice, but like I don't mm-hmm. know when. As soon as there's a wah wah wah, I, all I hear is like I just hear that that um just that 66 voice coming through, man. You know, Burgess Meredith just. And it's, and it's not a bad voice. Like when you watch those shows, like the Penguin was actually a it pretty, fits. like I love the Penguin on the 66 show, right? And so I think, you know, as a comic book character, it can get kind of silly, you know, you know, mm-hmm. but like it, even in this book, it, you know, Batman gives him props, you know, says he's more brilliant than him. And, and Robin's yeah. just like, what are you talking about, man? Say what? <laughs> yeah. It's so, but I, I've, I think I've always, I, you know, as the Penguin's character has evolved, um, I do like him as more of a supporting cast member. Like, I think he should just always be part of Batman's world instead of him being the main villain. But then sometimes like, oh, he is the main villain of this. Okay. You know, um, but you have to have a good story to make He's the him brains the of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. So anywho, man, we can. Uh... So this, I, I don't know that I, I don't think I answered when I first read this. Oh, so yeah, yeah. When did you when did you first when read did this, I first Ryan? read this? When did it run um, Ryan Lauer engage in this? Uh COVID year, I bought my physical copy from a comic okay. shop. It was five bucks. Um that's how much I paid. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I feel like I read this and Catwoman Defiance. I have Riddler and Two Face have since '95, so I've read those to death. And I don't know if I've read the Batman and Robin ones from '97, but if I don't I remember been. reading it, 
and I can't tell you when, then it feels like, okay, then I probably didn't read them then. If I get, so I have to pinpoint back to 2020 and I didn't remember a thing about this book and actually reading it now. I think I read the book twice when I first got it and then put it away and I haven't read it yeah. since. I totally forgot um, anything. You just said, hey, no. I'll give you a hundred dollars. Tell me anything that happens in this comic. <laughs> I would not have been able to name anything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but reading it this time, that only worked better because those first seven pages oh. were a little bit WTF. No, 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 no. This isn't this isn't the story. Yeah. But I don't remember, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets to that to that point where you have that bubble, that dialogue bubble coming in from off panel, you yeah. know, that's just like, you know. Cobblepot or Ozzy or whatever it says to it. And it's like, ah, okay. And then he's just, he's fantasizing there in Arkham. Yeah. About this, this great episode of this, you know, the Cobblepot drama TV series in Scotland or something, you yeah. know, like that, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. I but, love it. I love his fantasy of, of, of himself. I mean, when he's, yeah, when he's a strapping, tall, skinny man who's just, yeah. the women are just after him and he's like, you know, and he's sleek and he sticks her with a needle at the end to get her necklace and you know, yeah. the suave penguin. It's like th- that though, to credit like what we were just talking about is like that's his desire. Yes. You know, to be mm-hmm. he wants to be that smooth, in which I think almost at this point now the character all he's missing, I guess, is the looks. Yeah. Um, because if he had that, he will have accomplished everything that he's want because he sits in a position of power he knows what's going on he has yeah. a following um which i think like some of that some of those points also in this book that's kind of what i think what ostrander you know made as part of the plot points yeah yeah the the, the that's the thing with the penguin like he has all the power he just doesn't i feel like he he lacks the discipline yeah right to to be what he really wants so his laziness causes him to just rely on okay fine then i'll I'll just pay off beautiful women he actually has a lot of like uh he he perceives himself and actually he plays the part of the suave individual you know he Mm -hmm. fantasizes that he's that he's you know not the portly man that he is right Mm -hmm. that and that's how he 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 behaves as if he's not and so that's what's like even his confidence kind of like i wouldn't say it woos but it it does he does have that swagger and there are people that hey if you throw a couple bucks you know and he even says it to uh that lady oh god what was her name again so uh, I'm, I'm so bad Beth- at remembering bethany wilcox yeah bethany wilcox oh even, bethany she's like what kind of a girl do you think i am and he's like you know he's all you revealed that when you took my first five dollars <laughs> you know what i'm saying like oh like it's like so, the rest is just like negotiation yeah it's <laughs> like so, it's a uh, He's that's got, he's got swagger, man. Slide. I, I don't know if you'd say that slide dialogue from Ostrander or or what, but it's like I don't know. It's like that says so much more than what is literally said, you yeah. know. And I love it when there's stuff when there's stuff like that. Cause and then you mm-hmm. like that gives you some more insight into like penguins, you know, uh mindset. Yeah. And so and it's like that's a that's a pretty good point. And there is there's some characters that are in Batman's world that are uh, obviously Joker is like unpredictable, don't need to know every single thing of his life. Mystery is good. Penguin, yeah. he's he's got it 
in no sense, he's got it more together than Joker. He yeah. just has a few switches. Like he can't control himself in a few areas, but otherwise like that is like, I don't know. Like I, I love that dialogue because it's um like methodical, you know, which I feel like yeah. he, he can, he definitely can be when it comes to negotiating. Yeah. And, and I think it's his, um, this does i think that again the desire for power the desire for a lifestyle he plays the part he knows mm-hmm. the part you know like he you know he again i love that that line is like they could have been you know bunk mates him and bruce wayne you know <laughs> yeah just different paths and so um yeah i i, I the fake it till you make it is who mm-hmm. oswald cobblepot is and um you know i think that's what makes him successful as a character you know as a character in this world um, and then when he gets too cocky, that's when things kind of like get out of his his space, you know, like the even, even when there's a sorry, we need to start talking about this book. But like when, they, when there's like like stories where he's just running the iceberg lounge and things mm-hmm. get out of hand, he gets kind of he there's times where I think people miss the characterization. I, I actually like when he's a little more in control of things mm-hmm. like, hey, get this guy out of here, you know, Um but like when when he becomes buffoonery, I'm like, oh no no, they've they've actually done a really good job of getting him out of the buffoon area. Like as like I would say, like as this is the benchmark, he's now a little more in control. He knows how to run things. Yeah. He's more um, of a threat that way. He's more of a threat that way. But he does have his like the things that make him funny are, yes, he he his looks and how he how he regards himself. But like, I don't think that is I don't I don't think it's indicative of him being like goofy he looks goofy mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. underestimate him but like when he i don't think he's soft though and so I'm, so sometimes when they tell the like in some of the more modern stories where he's like he becomes uh you know out of control um i think they missed the point i think sometimes he becomes overly obsessive about things and that's where he 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 like messes up and so i think oh, okay like that's that's the good story but like he's not the goofy buffoon anymore anyways i i think like the overly obsessive i think that's even a a point here that bruce i think says yeah like it's referenced in here at one point i think it's bruce that says it about that's that's kind of when he loses it like loses it a little bit when he becomes um overly obsessive not exact quote but uh, i'm i'm with you on all of that so we're like we're on the we're on the same boat we're on the same duck yeah you know um (laughs) Much love to the duck. We say all of this, and yeah, it's oh, like we're duck. obviously we're both massive fans of Devito's penguin. Yeah, um, we get in the duck. Yeah. But and that was interesting. That was actually another interesting thing. Like this coming out, you know, sometimes the movies influence yeah. things. There's one part in here I want to talk to you about. Well, when we get there, but um, we can fly all over the place. But yeah, I, I mean, we can. I, but like I'm just saying, there was there's no there's never really been much Devito influence in the books. Sometimes with the long hair, like that's happened a little bit here and there. Sometimes that, you have the the flipper gloves that some ki- sometimes they've drawn them with. The Zdarsky, last few years has been really in- inconsistent. Zadarsky's first issue on Batman, I think one twenty five. Yeah. yeah, that Penguin looked freaking yes. Devito. Yeah, he. But did. then it's funny because Tom King's current the Penguin doesn't look like Devito. But yeah, that's yeah. supposed to be a carry on from batman 125 penguin so yeah okay it's, eh, it's interesting yeah you just kind of eh, he, he had a messy day <laughs> you know books. like again they were the he has the flipper gloves though he doesn't yep. have flipper hands right you know yep. even the animated series started out that way but he yep. wasn't but they the visual was 
DeVito-ish, but the character was more in line with this, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, entrepreneurial, like, criminal. And then the, the new animated, they made him more debonair. So you but, said yeah. you said the animated series. Yes. When this started, um, and I saw the, I mean, the page nine, Penguin says, I'll go legit. And you see the Gotham Courier says Penguin reforms. Yeah. I instantly wondered, like, was this an influence for Ber- the animated series Birds of a Feather episode, which mm. came out uh, the February February of 93. So it came out the following yeah. year. Yeah. But that and then as I kept kept reading was like, oh, no, 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 no. Maybe in some part this maybe did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But also you're talking about animation then how quick was a turnaround for an episode? Yeah. Um, it would have been like maybe eight months. I yeah. don't know. But that episode is different because he genuinely tries to reform. Yeah. And here, no, it's part of his play is to put up the I'm going legit. I'm reforming. Yeah. But he knows. No, I'm not. That's part of my play. As you see, yeah. like two pages after he says that and he goes and he meets his pal, Randy, uh, yeah. who, Randy. like you said, you brought up Penguin gets bullied. Randy was yeah. one who got bullied as a kid yep. or bullied Penguin as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that that's something that informs this character that we know, too, of mm-hmm. like this methodical um, approach to like he does not forget. Yeah. Um, he's bitter. He doesn't forget. And so you see him as this little kid, which you feel for him in that image of him as a little kid, you mm-hmm. know, those first two panels. But then he goes home and he sharpens that umbrella and he goes back and slits his face. And it's like, oh, yeah. snap. All right. Yeah. In that flashback. But that that's true to the form of the penguin that we still like kind of see today is like, he will, you do him wrong. He will not forget. Yeah. And I like that yeah. about him. Oh, oh, of course. And I, and I think that's also what's motivated him. Like he's mm-hmm. going to continue to, it's funny. Like he has this motivation to like come up, but he doesn't, he doesn't put it into his major desire is to have this physical appearance. Like maybe if he put the work in, you know, he'd still be a, he'd be a, <laughs> he'd be a small, he'd still be a smaller guy, but you can, you know, you could lose some of that. You can lose some of that penguin. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bro. Um, but yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, this this book, man, I I I love the I love the fantasy of himself because it kind of it sets the tone. Cause he, there's a few times in the book where like when he's at the Wayne Manor and he's seeing Wayne dance with Bethany, and uh he he imagines himself like in with Wayne's you know body. He's kind of staring at him. Yeah. You know, there's that kind of happens a few times. Like, oh, yeah. what if, what if you know? Man, put a so, monocle on that guy and a top yeah. hat, and oh, yeah. my there lord! <laughs> it is very, it's very comic booky when it's like where where Bruce is like, fine, because the penguin's like, I want to, I want to buy this place, you know, and uh, yeah, he's all, Not and much. he has that line where it's like everything, whatever's on top of it or below it, and you're just kind of mm-hmm. like this, uh, because Alfred's like, do you think he knows? Yeah. Man, that, that's, that's interesting piece interesting piece of dialogue but yeah. since we're there and then we can yeah. hop back and forth and all that stuff so as you're talking about that add a big uh get together so i mean the setup here whoever's listening maybe read it him and randy yeah. come to like they want to penguin knows how to operate the stock yes. markets and to get ahead yeah. and he's he kind of needs randy's help randy's gonna use penguin but then burn him yeah um and so in Penguin, in exchange for that, though, he wants to be in. He wants to be part of the elite. He wants to be yeah. invited to all the cool places. He wants people to fawn over him. And in like some bits of, you know, 
uh, comedy, you do see how, and this also made me think of birds of a feather of Mm. him kind of being himself in these, you know, in these settings and the people around him, like he's an embarrassment. He doesn't fit. It's very like, and you see how he is, he's almost on a level of like a 10 year old kid for the women that are sun, you know, sun tan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, here kid, I'll give you 10 bucks. Go put ice cubes on their back. Cause then yeah. it flips up and they show him and he's, wah, 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 you hey. know, he's a little pervert. There's the DeVito influence. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a little pervert. Trick. That's yeah. right. But at, at Wayne Manor, um, what does Bruce say of like, cause, um, Alfred's kind of like, you know, you can't be serious about he's going to take this place. And he's like, it's not like I'm actually selling him the house. I'm letting him stay here as my guest for as long as he wishes while Bruce Wayne takes an extended tour for his health. Yeah, that's supposed to cover up like a whole like replace a whole conversation between Penguin and Bruce on what is going on here. I don't I don't really that's like my if I want to pick like a. A, a knit in this it's that is i feel like maybe they got strapped for pages or something but like a page of dialogue back and forth between the two would make that smoother because it's just like are you threatening me mr Cobblepot? and he's like no i hope you live a long and healthy life sell me the house all of a sudden you stand here as my guest and i'm going to take a tour for my health i don't that jumps over something for me yeah i think i yeah i, I hear you it is kind of a quick thing of like I want your house. I'm not selling it to like, you know what? Fine. Stay here. But I think that's just Bruce's way of like, let's get penguin off the, off the, um, you know, if I have him internally and you're going to be here, Alfred, I can kind of work his angle a little better, a little more closer. You know, I'm going to be yeah. downstairs in the back cave. Um, you know, it's again, the conceit here is, is we're, we're, we're playing this as early eighties, early nineties, comic book, like, world and so logic like, yeah yeah man maybe, maybe if we had a few extra pages parts. if we had a few extra pages it would be you know maybe even if penguin was like listen bruce i'll give you an extra 20 grand if you get out of here like let me let me have my way maybe see if i like it and bruce can be like i can use this to my advantage all right stay here you know yeah. like that would have that would have helped a little bit but i hear you that's a it's a little that's a little bit of a like a okay, I'll, I'll have to swallow that one to to make it work. But I, I actually, you know, I wanted to go back to um, I actually like the, and this is the whole point of why I like this book is this, the desire to go legit while he's watching the show, and you know they're talking about Batman being sure. a lightning rod, and, and it's kind of this class, mm-hmm. this story just this comes up all the time in social media. If Batman, you know, just uses <laughs> yeah to help people, right? Yeah. But these ladies are kind of he debating does. Him. Yeah, well, she's saying, saying Batman anyways. is a lightning rod, and he attracts all this stuff, and so it's good that Batman's there. He he takes the brunt of it for us, but um, the Penguin being inspired to go legitimate by this lady's like like dialogue, he's like, I'll go legit. Like this is a this is a great way for me to to get out of here and to and to be more to be more of a business criminal, right? Like how many more people are like that? And it's funny because <laughs> the the line that Tim Drake has is. This is funny now. Boy, I mm-hmm. bet Donald Trump is shaking in his boots. Yes. <laughs> and Bruce is all, if he isn't, he should be. Like, that's how big of a threat the penguin is. So if you think about, like, you have, um, you know, these corporate business guys who are pretty cutthroat, right? Yeah. Penguin's right there with them. So, like, they're yeah. just acknowledging how much power and how much uh, ability the penguin does have if he goes legitimate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to be able to, like, if, you know, imagine how dangerous he is as a criminal. 
now that he's trying to be legit, a legit criminal, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like these business guys are shady. And so it's like, all right, let's, let's take a peek at him, you know? And it's good that Bruce respects that Bruce is respecting the the power. And he has to teach Tim like, Hey man, like this guy's a, he is a problem. He's one of my most like, uh, I'm trying to remember the line he has, but it's like, he can, he can, he basically, he can surprise him, you know, mm-hmm. but because of his obsessions, you know? So, well, and it's, it goes to like what you said, like all of that just backs up to where, you know, he's just more threatening than when he is mm-hmm. just a buffoon. Yeah. Um, And I don't want to go as if like earlier penguins prior to this were entertaining and fun. Cause of course, like mm-hmm. you just said, you know, Burgess Meredith in the sixties show, like yeah. he was fun. Um, He wasn't like not a buffoon per se, but yeah. it's just easier to like to label like the version we're talking about where he's all gimmicky only yeah, yeah. of like there's a penguin statue i want to go steal it with my tricky umbrella yeah, yeah. you know sort of stuff this is just much more threatening because you just put him on that on that tier of like yeah. with those cutthroat business guys it's like yeah this guy is like that and he's extremely smart and he's manipulative and he like okay that's a like that's a great villain and it it again mm-hmm. ex- goes beyond you know a, a physical matchup because there isn't yeah. one at all yeah but it's like but that's not what he's just solely relying on penguin is working all the other angles because he knows like yeah if i fight batman i'm done but that's that only drives him harder to get into this position of power yeah Yeah. and everybody's fawning over of like everybody idolizes oswald cobblepot yeah he's a dream boat (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i like that's the one thing i like even like bethany again bethany wilcox coming coming back you know i love these things from his past yeah like he's able to almost like in his brain you know be vindicated or like yeah mm-hmm. see all this paid off like you know bethany's coming around now but like I, she's using them as well like i so think he, yeah. go ahead sorry no that was it like and she like he doesn't even care that she's using him because it's like yeah like now you know this we're back on the same playing field back you know our first date at the soiree you know i I loved that flashback with her though, mm-hmm. because that almost informs. Okay, so he he's bitter in the yeah. first flashback, and that's just one page, and yeah. so that ties that back to that of like this guy bullied me, and you can see that I got back to oh okay. I think this one, the second one with the Bethany Wilcox, like it's yeah. one, two, three, four pages worth yeah. of a flashback, but it's I think it gives you even more of. like characteristics of him in his manipulation in his as he approaches her and you hear the one guy uh says even he's like only the best looking girl at school so he's approaching apparently this like best looking girl at school and he is confident is all hell Mm -hmm. and it's just instantly here here's five bucks for five minutes of your of your time just hear me out and then she's like, oh, okay. And then he, and then it just goes from there. And I think that to me just really felt interesting, especially when granted it doesn't go like dark or anything like that, but as she thinks that, okay, sure. You like, I'll agree to this. And he's like yeah. written documents beforehand. And then as they, as they get there and he's like, now kiss me, it goes a yeah. little bit more like, ah, <laughs> uh, and you can see that she's like, not to, well, first off, what a disgusting looking kiss face that yeah. <laughs> 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 like yeah. ah. 
And then you can see that she's like crying, but it's funny because, well, it's funny, but then also sad because she's gone, you know, there's no turning back from the position that she's at and how he just wings this at her, this proposition of like, pay you 20 bucks, kiss me now. And I, and I won't tell anybody that I paid you. And then she's like, what? No. And he's like, and he, yeah. Like what you said earlier, we settled that when you took the first five bucks, everything else is just haggling over the right price. Pucker up princess. $30 $30 increases it's, the amount yeah. in which then what happens though, like he gets his kiss, but yeah. it's like, there's more to it than just like, you know, what you see on the page of like the kiss. It's like, no, now think about it. Think of penguin as you've seen him in these comics, TV shows, movies, the Arkham games of like that carries over in a lot of like that negotiating, like entrapment and everything like carries over. Yeah. And that's where it's like, man, that's his, like, that's his strength. Yeah, and it's confidence, man. Like, yeah. just it's him. Him even floating in the pool is is just funny because he's just a big mess. <laughs> he she's is there. Oh my and gosh, she's there, and she's trying, and she's. I mean, she's you know looking good, like early nineties, looking good. You know, she's probably Sharon Stoney. I guess I don't know. That's what I thought. Like with the I, nope, haircut and stuff. I get you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I love his line. He says, "Um, they say what were they said? First times live with you forever." they say yeah. like and uh just just his his approach is so slimy dude and like he's mm-hmm. just sitting there and he he knows she's playing into it and then they negotiate again he's all i'll give you 250 dollars she's 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 like basically saying i'll be your date because she's trying to infiltrate she he knows her deal right oh, it's i just have a bunch of dead a... husbands <laughs> so young justin reading yes. this for the first time maybe reads the line a little more innocent than adult Justin younger Ryan would have more than now, but it's just because we've experienced more. But when she says it'll cost you, I'll cost you a thousand dollars. And he says Mm -hmm. 250, you're no longer fresh. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) and that, that can almost feel really greasy and slimy. Oh, that's super. Yeah. I probably didn't get most of this back then, bro. I was just like, huh? You know, I I had no idea. Uh, 13, but it's uh, whatever. Um, this so Holmes secretly he's made this deal with Oz, but you see, like, the after Oz leaves his room there at the beginning, that his yeah, basically, his Holmes is Randy, I should say, Randy's right hand man, Kale is there, and he's just waiting in the wings to get the green light when Holmes has him. When Holmes has Penguin, then he's like, okay, go take care of him, and so that's basically like the third the third act where things all come together under the same roof of yeah. Bethany penguin, kale slash Randy. And then of course, uh, Batman yeah. in the cave, keeping an eye on all of it. Um, I, I really liked how this, you know, unfolded because this is our only, we only get like one panel of real Gordon, not the, in the Scotland Gordon that's in <laughs> yeah. Oz's dreams, but uh, an interesting twist, sort of twist on it is yeah. penguin actually beat them to the punch went and confessed yeah. to gordon all the information and for a reduced sentence yeah. and how he's working with uh old randy and everything because they and i don't remember the quote but it made me think a little bit of you know like a close to the riddler in the sense mm-hmm. of penguin when he's got he's got nobody to basically show off in front of then all of it's pointless yeah i think that's pretty true to penguin yeah as well. Yeah, he he love he loves that spotlight in the show. So now yeah. it's like so now it's like okay, fine. It's, if this if this isn't gonna get me the accolades, I'll 
I'll take the, I don't know. I was trying to think of a sports term, but I don't know. I don't know. If it's, you know I'll, <laughs> I'll walk, I'll, you know, I'm not getting a home run. So I'll, I'll walk the bases. How about that? There you go. Not yeah. as great, but Hey, I'm still, I'm going to get the reduced sentence and I'll get out. And then that's why I feel like after this is like when the iceberg lounge and all of those things happen, right? He goes, I'll just be a legitimate wink, wink, nudge, nudge businessman. This, this stuff's all happening off screen. You can fill it in yourself, but you know yeah. that this, what basically um, the fallout of all this is going to be spread out through the news in Gotham. And it's like penguin is a part of the capture. Like, Penguin, he blah, blah, blah. Like, I just feel like that is going to, he's going to get the exposure that he wants. That's going to make him seem like he's so smart because he knew this was going on and he negotiated with police and, you know, and he helped trap this guy that was, you know, skewing the the stock market and all that. So in the end, it's one of those things of kind of like, he won. Yeah. You know, he's triumphant. triumphant. Full circle. Ostrander, you smart son of a bitch. Um, (laughs) You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Uh, I like like this battle at the end, too, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it starts off Kale and Penguin taking on each other. Penguin's outfit here. Which, which, like, come on. Penguin's not very formidable, but he he pulls it off. (laughs) His umbrella shoots, like, a a ton of daggers, which is pretty cool. Which was, Um, that's, that was actually pretty cool because usually it's the front, the nose of it. I don't know what you call the top of the umbrella, which is shooting fire or bullets mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, it was cool to kind of see the, what do you call those, the, the spines of the umbrella? Sure. (laughs) Sure, let's go. Yeah. That's, that was actually really cool. That spike shot out of there. That was, like. That's a pretty rigged umbrella. <laughs> like that one's pretty awesome. This outfit, though, this was the the most. Um, it stood out to me, but the, like the Kenner Penguin figures, just yeah. a little coloring, just a little different, but otherwise, like the one that was released in time for Batman Returns, I had that Penguin, which oh, I know yeah. ended up being a re, yes, a repaint, a repaint. Um, but that's just what I thought of right away of and seeing these more so than any others. Did you get the feel of Bray Fogle in a lot of this? I knew it wasn't. Um, no, but there are parts I didn't. that really reminded me of there, Bray Fogel. I think I think I think what what Bray Fogle and Staten have is a similar like they have a good mix of cartoony style. There's times mm-hmm. where things are a little cartoony, not so, you know, not much like there's exaggerations in their artwork, you know. Yeah. And Staten's done some stuff that's a little more uh like his early Green Lantern work in um he did um Huntress stuff where she was Helena Wayne. And so that stuff's a little less cartoony. I think as he, you know, got older, he 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 went a little more uh silly with some stuff, you know, his Guy gotcha. Gardner work and things. Uh early Green Lantern stuff a little more you you would go, is that the same artist? But He's he's this, kind of in his cartoony form here. This kale guy has a terrible perm. Yes, um, it's, yeah. it's bad stuff. Didn't like. It him. reminds me of the of the of the the guy in uh the um the fugitive that was fighting Harrison Fuzzy. Ford, the one on uh, man. Okay, that hair. It just that's that's who I see with this character. That's all. I don't know if it was an influence or anything because it's around the same time. <laughs> even the coat, even him in the coat. I'm like, is that the freaking one on man? Fantastic. Nice. Yeah, look it up. You'll you'll laugh. Yeah, I just I just did. It looks yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Yeah. Um but then he comes face to face and he meets Batman there in Wayne mm-hmm. Manor. And I freaking 
I love this line that Batman spits of when Kale says, you know, better and better. Killing that waddling little lunatic is something of an embarrassment. Killing you will be an accomplishment. And then Batman says, do it first. Then Yeah, dude, that was such Boom. a that was such a cool Batman line. Ah, dude. Like awesome. that's a that was a that's yeah, I'm glad you brought that. That quote is <laughs> awesome dude like that's such a badass thing to say dude like do it first then brag about it do it first and brag about it and i could hear con like that i could totally hear connor and saying that in some of the parts i mean where does batman say i swear that he says a line of dialogue in a fighting i'm like is this smack good smack enough and sometimes it's like eh i mean that's okay but short and sweet like that is like Oh. Well, so some of that it's because I, you know, when I first read this, there was no Batman animated series. All I had was like West and Keaton. I don't even think I was yeah. reading in those words, but that line though, it does to me, it sounds like bail to me. Oh, it's yeah? like a bail, nice. it sounds like a bail line. Like, how about these? <laughs> yes. I feel like he had some, some kind of goofy dialogue yeah. in his battle. How about, scene. how about this? And so uh, is this good enough? Nah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Done. But no, that was um that was a standout for me for sure. Yeah. Um uh, trying to think. I did not expect it looked like Pango got shot from the back and the bullet went out the front and his chest. Yeah. How many people live from that? Yeah, yeah okay, so yeah, okay. That was the He's that, a penguin. There was, it's a comic my, book. there was gonna be my issue right there. There's was, yours, okay. He he gets shot, looks like through the sh- almost through right. By the shoulder maybe it looks like in the well, first looks, panel in, yes. and then as it every gradually, other panel is like oh it looks like right <laughs> like, gradually moves above down. the ribs <laughs> and then it's like wait that's in his abdomen so where the heck where did this guy get shot and then all of a sudden there's no blood in one panel like oh now he's no longer like the the part where he uses his gas because he mm-hmm. he does do that like hey can you count type of thing like he's been counting bullets and then pulls out his penguin gas there's no blood at all on him unless yeah. you have blood in yours. Like nope. in the book, no blood, not even in his mouth. And then no the next blood, panel. no blood. And then was it Oswald in that panel? You can see that Kale's face down in blood, his hands in blood. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it disappears. Then it comes back. You turn the page and then blood has returned, mm-hmm. um, except for the very last panel. But also, like I don't know. Maybe the art style and the coloring and stuff and some of those panels, like I don't, I don't know, yeah. but yeah, some of that missed. Yeah. But that the the one that stood out to me was definitely the position of him getting shot. Because I'm like, that's damn close to the heart. How do you? Yeah, it is what it how is. Does that continue? But eh, whatever. Maybe he's, he's triumphant. Got... Yeah, he's triumphant, dude. <laughs> even even where medical issues arise, the penguin will be triumphant. That's right. That's I like this last. You know these. Um, this last scene with Bethany and Penguin mm-hmm. and how she says, uh, let's see. I have far more cause to hate you than you to hate him. What would you do in my case, Oswald? And he says, I'd shoot my dear. I'd shoot. You totally believe it. That's definitely what he would do. And yeah. she goes, then I'd be just like you. Wouldn't I Oswald, whatever I am, I haven't sunk to that. And yeah. she's, and she's done. And then she kind of does a, you know, like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you kind of moment. And just walking off, it's like, your call, Batman. And let's go. And I'm like, that's kind of a badass way for her to exit the story, too. She yeah. did what she wanted. She's like, nope. And she's out. You never yeah. hear from her again. And I'm like, that's cool. That was good. I like it. Yeah. That yeah, was. 
go. Good things. Yeah, the 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 one thing that I wanted to bring up at the end here, like you know, Bruce and Tim, they're so there's so so there's some very 60s stuff here. Like they're just hanging out in the study, you know. Um, yeah. But Alfred at the end, where Bruce in a about, robe. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, right. Like I'm just gonna put my ascot on and my my robe yep. and just Alfred's bringing <laughs> us teen. Uh, so Alfred's talking about the bullet holes have been replastered and painted over for the most part. I am still engaged in Mortal Combat. With the blood oh, stains and the black goo. What's the black goo? I just kept thinking about I was wearing that too. Like, rah, 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 you know, all the goo. I'm like, what black goo? There's no black goo in this book. And the, like, are they saying he's got that black goo spittle? I don't know, man. I was just like, I just thought that was funny. Like the black goo. What black goo are you talking about? Just well, him being gross. I don't know. So f- my mind first went to kind of flipped. And when it said black goo, I started like my mind went down the Oh, like returns. He spin up black goo. Yeah. But wait. And then I started thinking of the timeline of everything. Like, no, this came out when returns came out. Yeah. Did they, d- why would they have, why would Ostrander have gotten, you know, the script on returns and known Penguin was going to spit black goo? He could have. Like, huh, that doesn't, that doesn't really match up. And then my mind went to, wait, where the hell was the black goo? At least yeah. we saw blood in some panels. We didn't see any black goo anywhere. Oh, yeah. man. What, what's the black goo? Yeah, <laughs> those crazy yeah, that, that's parties was... that Oz had going on. I was like, yeah, I'm like, like that scene where he's going, he's getting all debauchery. You know, everyone's yeah. telling his. Remember, he's he only tells the punchlines because yes, those are the funny parts. Those like, are the funny <laughs> parts. It's like, oh my god, that is such a. Does that not feel like a suit thing to do? Of like, yeah, yeah like uh, come somebody that would come onto a movie set, a suit doesn't know anything, and it's like, hey, that's not funny. You know, it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Put That's that right. in there. It's like, God, no. And so he's totally acting in those as a, yeah. you know, as a suit, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy, the guy who thinks buffoon there. Yeah. I'll say a buffoon there. Yeah. That, yeah. That's totally, that's totally it. That's um, fair. Let's see. What's that? Let's see. Tim's last thing. The penguin's back where he belongs. So I guess everything's okay. And Bruce, is he? Is there anywhere that he really belongs? And Penguin's back to fantasizing, bringing it full circle to the strapping yeah. young Scotland chap. Yeah. I said, Curse you, Penguin! I swear, <laughs> one day I'll see you behind bars. I will. I don't know what kind of accent I'm doing. Yeah. In your dream. <laughs> but something that I totally appreciate and love with this, then, is that it's such a good, like, it's a standalone, then. Yeah. We didn't have to do research before or after this. It's like you pick this up, read it, and like that's it. You don't have to do anything else. And yeah. I am, you know, I I miss days of stuff like this um, that is yeah. more accessible for more people um, and tells a full story. And then yeah. that's it. That was fun. Good times. Let's yeah. talk about it on a podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's only really informed by your knowledge of these characters. Like mm-hmm. if all you know is the penguin has umbrellas and doesn't really particularly care for Batman, then you're good to go. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even, and, but it he, does paint a picture of his story too, a little bit of his origin. You know, there's just a little bit of that in there. A little so. bit. And then yeah. look at that. And so somebody who has very limited knowledge on the character, and then you and I who are very much informed of the character, it's like we could get the equal enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Because you can take it like on face level of just this comic based on this comic, like, oh, that was fun. And he blah blah blah. And then you and I are like, but man, look at it. It's it's kind of like it relates to this and it relates to this. And then these days it's like go back to this. And so that's a good comic book. Yeah. 
spoiler alert, Justin and I really <laughs> like Penguin Triumphant. <laughs> I thought it, for me, mm-hmm. it was triumphant. Triumphant. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, is there any other points you want to touch on before I ask you a couple questions? No, I, I think it was nice revisiting this book. Um, it's a, it is a, I'm going to tell you, it's a fun comic book. Mm-hmm. It'll be, and it's not long either. It'll probably take you about 35 minutes to go through it. You know, make yourself, make yourself some tea, maybe <laughs> read it by the pool. I would say read this by the pool. What do you call maybe, those? Maybe wait, make yeah. a little spring. <laughs> Don't do it. Now. Uh, cold. What do you call the, I mean, is it just like a, is it, I don't smoke. Whatever you put the cigarette in that looks like a pipe. Is it just a cigarette pipe? A oh, cigarette shoot. holder? I, I would know. tell you. I would, Technically what those are my, called. It's on, the tic, it's on the tip of my tongue, dude. Get and, one of those. Get some tea. Put on your top hat and monocle. Yeah. And read Penguin Triumphant. Yeah, you really embrace how you and I said like, hey, when you read the uh, the Red Rain trilogy, you know, just light candles, be in the darkness. Just yeah, read dude. It, embrace. Put on, the, put on the Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Like soundtrack. Oh, oh. my goodness. Hell yeah. All right, Justin, let me ask you some questions. Yes, you've got a question? What was your favorite part of Penguin Triumphant? Um my f- I don't I don't have a singular favorite part. I just I just like the okay. I like the penguin negotiating with people. Just again, we talked a lot about it, about this how much confidence he has based on like, you know, his his criminal mind, man. And like that gives him all the confidence in the world. And it proves his point. It proves his point that like everything that he desires, he gets by being nefarious, right? He mm-hmm. wants beautiful women. Fine. I'll pay them off. And they don't even fight. He proves, he proves his like delusions to be true. Beautiful women are out of a cost. Not everybody, but like the ones that he wants, they come to him. And it was kind of, it was fun just to, to see all that play through. And the, the the people who think they were going to get the penguin didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> because and he proves batman right the penguin's smart you know don't be fooled by his exterior right he He's, knows how to waddle yeah he, he can waddle <laughs> through this stuff so it was just fun scene um the story was pretty i mean minus that one part where bruce wayne moves out like the conceit yeah. is okay batman's playing the long game here um it's a pretty tight story of how the penguin operates and so yeah cool uh my favorite part maybe surprisingly i don't know is the bethany flashback oh oh yeah that was a good that was a good yeah I'm, <laughs> i think that's what i'm saying though is yeah. it shows how he how he manipulates yeah yeah and i think i think that's why because like i said that it, it's done over four pages but it informs so much of the character of, of penguin and not just like yeah. hey if i pay you enough money uh, I can talk you into it. It's like, no, there's a little bit more to it. It gives you a little bit more of a greasy feeling from him and how he is. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the penguin. Like he's a, he's a gross, he can be kind of a gross individual physically and, um, metaphorically, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Blech. How about your favorite panel? I, you know what? That was one thing. I don't really have a favorite panel in here, man. Um, <laughs> it's, you can't pick I, a I favorite was... on this. Yeah, I mean, the one that I, when when I think of the story, I always think of the kids throwing ice cubes on those girls' <laughs> backs because it was just, it's such a funny moment. Um, yeah. and, and I don't want it to be pervy. It's just kind of funny like that, that happens. I, I don't, it is. But I don't, I don't have a, like a favorite panel. Okay. Um, and that's not to say the art is bad, but the art is, the function of the art in this book is to tell the story, but there's no real like splash pages and like, like, 
there's not like a definitive Batman shot or there's not even yeah. a, a definitive penguin shot here. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's good storytelling, but there is the miss of a comic book. You need a good splash page. And I really don't think there is the, the, the page where Batman does say, do it first, then brag about it. I mean, that's a, that's a good Batman image, but yeah, it's not my favorite in the book. There's just, the whole book works as its own. I, I would say the cover is my favorite part. It's such a good, it's a good iconic image of the penguin. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you were like Pete and love the penguin, yeah, if you got that as a, you know, a framed image without like the, the cover dress, you'd be, you'd be loving life. So sorry Mine. to disappoint. <laughs> no, um no i get it. i think that's that's pretty valid of there isn't a splash page there isn't like a a panel of penguin full gear head to toe and you know like a i'm the penguin there isn't a head to toe i'm batman moment or anything like that either so i get it however i definitely have one and it comes at the bottom of page nine of uh the bat cave okay early 90s bat cave oh my gosh give it to me gotcha. all day every day because Number one, I always think of Bray Fogel's Batcaves, but also, I mean, it yeah. it goes to um, late 80s and the Aparo Batcave as well, you know, like yeah. that time, that area, uh, you know, time period of these Batman comics and him in the Batcave. I just, I freaking love it. I think yeah. it's great. I think that probably ties into like, that was my, these are some of my first comics like that time period that I ever saw. Yeah. So that was my exposure to the Batcave and stuff. And of course the T-Rex and the Penny um, yeah. giant chess pieces, because why not? But then you yeah. see like the <laughs> yeah. cave, the cave is really, you know, like a cave with the droopy parts and stuff like that. And I'm just like tights. Yeah. And I, I love it. And I love the coloring and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. This Interesting Batcave. enough, I would say this, like in most of those, like the Bray Fogel Aparo books, like the Batcave floor is always like a gold or a yellow. And here it's like a steel blue. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. Like I've always noticed like I didn't think about it. But yeah. is the floor like a copper or I don't know what, what color, what color it is. But I'm like. Here it's, you know, a, sh- a shiny it's, steel blue. It's, it's see-through glass because it's on a platform. <laughs> so you, you like it's Bruce's test for anybody. Hey, you want to be Robin? You got to walk on this and not shit yeah. yourself. Like <laughs> you're seeing down. That's a, uh, that's a terrifying spot to be in. Yeah. So seeing as this is now this year will be 32 years old, but wow, never short of stories. Would you like to see this adapted in animation? It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a fun story to see in an animated form. I think I think with the art style, it makes it real. Like, uh, like I, it's almost like this is a storyboard to what an animated mm-hmm. project could look like. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. I'd love to see it. I would love to see it on the you know, the Penguin TV the show. Screen? Maybe they maybe they have a kind of a maybe this story influences uh, Penguin doing some legitimate moves. Who knows? He's a proprietor. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I know there, there's <laughs> how you doing. Um, <laughs> though there, like little moments of this made me think of Birds of a Feather. I think that this is so loose in how it can be updated. You know, yeah. if it needs to be, really, it's not like there's anything in here that is completely like, oh, that's way too old now. Um, they like I don't think they'd mention Donald Trump. Um. Oh, maybe they still would. But That's maybe the they like, would. I like, mean, be afraid of him because especially now, like, you know, like if you want to I mean, like, yeah, given his position them, and all that stuff. Sure. Put, I guess put them in like a criminal, like, you know, like yeah. slant. Sure. Um, But like, I don't know. You could easily 
this is almost a little timeless, you know, the way yeah. that this story is. So, uh, yeah, why not? There's easily um, malleable, I think, that it could fit to a lighter tone, a mature tone, a BTAS tone. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm all for like, yeah, I don't think it could, I think it would be an episode of a cartoon series, not a 75 minute movie. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, think it's an animated, yeah, an animated, an animated episode. Episode, yeah. Because if you have a movie, it's like okay, well, we have to have like minimum three Batman action scenes, and there's only one Batman action scene, and it's fighting old Kale at the end, dropping a badass line. You know, it's like two pages. So I think it's definitely much more an episode of a show. So nice. Um, I mean, you kind of gave final thoughts. Do you have final thoughts on this book or? You already spoke think, your piece. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a I think it's a actual um like you said it's been collected in that Batman Arkham Penguin book. I think it would be an essential penguin story. I think it's a mm-hmm. good one, you know. I would yep. I would throw it in there. So, yeah. I'm yeah. really glad really glad you chose this one and I did have to yeah. ask you of like just to double check cuz it was hazy to me of like Batman plays an important role in it, right? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, he does. So I'm like, okay, then we're good. You know, Batman book club rules. Ryan's got a litmus test, man. If I do. Batman gotta, is an integral. Gotta man. be crucial. Batman gotta be is. crucial to the story. Um, but yeah, Batman I think and friends. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I think this. I think this is a fun one. It's more fun than the one bad day and pain and prejudice stories. Yeah. But like I said at the top of the show, like just like a half notch below those two, which is pretty damn good considering the character's been around all these years. Yeah. Um it's a it's a fun I, story. So yeah, but that's the thing. Pride, Pride and Prejudice or Pain and Prejudice. Pain and Prejudice, right? yeah. That's not a fun story, but it's a good story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like what's and renewed. I, <laughs> yeah, and I think I mean I think I prefer that one. Like maybe hey, that's another one. But uh <laughs> like yeah. Um but uh, this one just is fun. Yep. So don't read it. Read it on a day where if, you're like, having fun again. Read it by the pool, man. Read it by the pool. <laughs> read it by the pool in a floaty in your shorts. In a floaty in your shorts, man. You'll have a good flirting day. with Sharon Stone. Grab some ice cubes. It'll be good. Um, yeah, track it down. If you haven't read it and you listen to us just talk about it, uh, you can still read it and it will be fun. I promise you. Yeah. Um, we didn't ruin it by any yeah. means but justin kowalski uh, always a pleasure having you on the show yes. always talking to you everything yeah. why don't you go ahead and plug away anything and everything yeah plug in uh just you can find me on twitter slash x justin m kowalski uh Ooh. yeah and then um i got a new episode of uh batman on film batman 89 chapter by chapter i think it's chapter episode 10 me and pete uh go over minutes about 50 to 54 of batman 89 we're getting through it we're back at it took a little yeah. bit of a break we needed we needed some of the stink of that flash film to wear off the prestige name of michael keaton we needed to take it back to the greatness that it is and so um since i hung some michael keaton ornaments on my tree i'm feeling now's the time to, <laughs> to just reclaim reclaim that glory and so yeah uh getting back at it so you'll find me there and then I don't know. Maybe I'll pop up back on the BBC again. And I, I do have a um, a show that I'll be starting for BOF probably a little bit later in the year. My um, man. Yeah, my man. All right. Once Batman 89 finishes, then I can start the new show. Awesome. To be, to be continued. determined. TBA? To be announced? To, to be, be announced. Determined. 
Taba. Taba. Yeah. There we go. Taba. But it will be, be it'll be fun. We'll say as um you will be invited back on this show multiple times this year. Yes. So I mean, it's just let's just be frank. It's the Batman. No more Batman stories, though. There's no more. There's no more Batman stories. <laughs> yeah, they're all over. We've talked about all of them. Durant and he left. Yeah, we'll read about scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Penguin triumphant. <laughs> no way, dude. Go. Awesome. Um, if you want to follow the Batman Book Club, X Twitter or Instagram at the Batman BC for latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, sometimes some giveaways. Make sure to subscribe to the Batman Book Club YouTube channel. Pete and I yep. are getting back on it. Get it. Tackling No Man's Land Omnibus. It's happening. So go ahead and oh subscribe. Gosh. It's going to be there only. If you want mm-hmm. to support the show, the show, there's a variety of ways you can do that. Like I said at the top, patreon.com slash the Batman BC. Tpublic.com. Type in TBBC for the Batman Book Club, where you can get some cool stuff with that killer created by Justin Kowalski logo of the Batman oh, Book nice Club. Nice all guy. over all these things. He's a good dude. Um, he's a rad friend. There we go. Oh, so... uh, but if you don't want to spend any money at all, that's 100% A-OK. The easiest, quickest, and by far most impactful thing you can do. And it takes you no time at all. Just rate and review the show. Wherever you listen right. to it, whatever podcast provider, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Google Play, a lot more that I don't even name. Go to the rate and review page. Rate and review the show. I promise you, it's so quick. But the more reviews the show gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as you, as me... As Justin Kowalski all know, that word is panic. Panic. So, for this guy, JK, Justin Kowalski, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, read my Batman comics. Quack.